Happy summer! We are officially in summer, you guys. Welcome back to the New Friends Podcast. This episode is going to be in a deep dive session mode and vibe. I really want to just break down what's been going on in the world, in my life, and the involvement of the podcast. First and right off the bat, I just want to thank everybody for continuing the support in listening. I'm going to be really honest with you guys and really straightforward because I feel like that's how this started and I never want to lose my authenticity when it comes to the show. I started this podcast because I was heartbroken over losing really good friendships in my life. I suffered through the postpartum depression, which led me into a really dark place. And as I found therapy and learned how to heal some of past traumas and get through postpartum, I lost two really good friends that truly were as close as sisters to me. And it really tore me down. It broke my heart. And I have to say that I tried to recover and repair those friendships. I feel like I've put the healthy steps into trying to... I, I, I felt like I fought for the friendships in the best way that I've learned or know how to. It was not received. Um, and so I've had to stomach that. You truly know who is there when you lose someone important in your life. I don't care who you are and who you're fighting with. You reach out to a person if you're fighting over something so fucking stupid. That was probably the hardest moment for me. Was was knowing that these people knew how heartbroken... And how many daggers came through my heart and soul when my grandma passed and didn't even have the dignity to check up on me. That that was the turning point for me. And that one is when I had enough. I knew from that moment forward, never again in my adult life will I allow uh, people to call themselves friends if they have that even in the capacity of their heart and soul to be that person to do that to be so vengeful and revengeful and so purposeful you can say your condolences to my own flesh and blood but not to me that is on purpose that is mean girl behavior and i will never allow mean girl behavior ever again and look i used to be a mean girl I won't ever do it again. I won't ever be that girl. And I will always, always be a girl's girl. And I will always be rooting on my girls. And I will always try to be the best version of myself to people. And I will always give compassion where it is deserved. It's an ugly thing to do. And I think it's very immature. So I guess I am angry. I guess I have a lot of anger still built in with them. I just should probably check in with my therapist, actually. (laughs) 
life is so weird. If anyone asks what what the message I want to send is, is don't let anything petty be a deal breaker for ending a friendship, especially a friendship that's very special to you. Talk it out. I would say give yourself space, lots of space, lots of space. Not six years, not six years. <laughs> Some space and really um, think out your thoughts. Talk with the intention to solve things. Collect your thoughts and speak from a place of of emotion that you're feeling. Like if you're mad, if you're sad, like let that come across, but speak it. That's what started the quote unquote no new friends podcast. I've had so many good friendships in my life and so many of those took a turn in the opposite direction. When you are in a point when you're a mom and you're in the hustle and bustle in and out with kids, you feel lonely at times, especially when some of your friends are not there yet having kids and everything. So there is definitely a disconnect. So I was lonely. I didn't really have anyone. And knowing that I was going to be in a place where, you know, my son was going to start school, I was going to start meeting new people and establishing new friendships and relationships. I really wanted to make sure when I do stick my hand out the next time that I don't self-sabotage a friendship. And also, I learn what type of people I should allow into my space, especially now that I have children. Because whoever I allow into my space is who I trust and feel safe when my kids are around them as well. So during that transition, I learned so, so, so much about myself. And I see people and things in so many different ways. And I am so less reactive and so less, uh, how can I say this? I don't want to say caring, but I stay in my own lane more. Um, and I, and I'm happily more focused on just me and my, and my family and for the people that have come into my life or in my life and have given me that love and that support, no matter the dark days or not, those are, um, the people that I, I want to give back to. So I felt like I've struggled with friendships because I am the type of person that will give you everything on my sleeve if you are my friend and my friends can attest to that I will do anything and I don't want anything back well I could say that now I would say the friend in the past did expect what I put out and that is just something that you can't you have to be happy with the person that you are and the friend that you are giving if you feel like you're you're doing your best I think the friend that I was before expected me the things that I would do for my friends, I expected that back. And I don't think that's realistic. We can't, we can't have those expectations for people. One, everyone has their life and everyone has different motives and love languages. Love languages are not just for relation, intimate relationships. They're for friendships too. So you really have to understand that some people are more giving. Some people are physically more there. For me, I suck at gift giving. Like I have my sister, she's the best gift, gift giver I've ever met in my life. And not even like saying, of course, the gifts themselves are great, but like she's just so thoughtful to the cards. I am just like, 
I will get a stationary set that is blank and I will just write something on it. I need to work on being more thoughtful, but I am definitely there more physically and emotionally. Yeah, I just wanted to to kind of just go back and, and remind you guys why this started. And it was definitely a me thing and healing. So wonderfully enough, as time has gone on, I have reignited old friendships through this podcast and I've been able to say, hey, you do have friends, loser. You're just being like super dramatic because of this friendship breakup you have. Like I I do have so many friends. (laughs) I haven't been tapping in and feeding those. One COVID, you know, we are more selective and there was a lot of um a lot of gray areas when it came to that whole time in our lives and so realizing how many people love to have me around them and how many people I really love to have in my life so I decided to change the name of the podcast from no new friends to new friends because I think that it's just more fitting I'm now having these conversations with new and old friends and we're talking about our life experiences and it's just a little bit more fitting I feel I've healed so much I don't think that do we ever fully heal who knows I don't know but I'm in a better place so if you're feeling like the podcast has gotten a little too light or positive I don't know less um, or or dark it's because I'm less dark And I think that's a good thing. I think the podcast is growing with me and I want to spread light and love and positivity in the ways that I can. But with all that being said, I still struggle just like any other person, you know, like I still have my days. I still cry. I mean, just two days ago, I was bawling my eyes out because everything in the day went wrong. Everything in my day went wrong. I have this little rule within myself. I only allow myself to have a bad day. I don't allow it to carry on. And I've been like that for a very long time. I let myself have the moment, but it, you know, to at a certain point, you got to just say, okay, we're done being sad. We're done feeling sorry for ourselves. We got to move forward. So that's that. Next subject. I am now affiliated with the Palma Media Company, Portuguese Media Company. And I am so uh, grateful and feel very excited about the show being broadcasted because I am 100% Portuguese. Well, considering that I took the ancestry, I don't think I'm 100% Portuguese. As you guys have seen and heard and known... I am now part of the Palma Media, Portuguese Media Company. And what that means is that my show and episodes is now broadcasted on their Palma One radio station, radio station, which is geared towards a younger generation of Portuguese audience. So I just want you guys to know my podcast is my podcast. I show it is just another outlet show to reach people. And we're born there. It's an incredibly big part of my life. 
really part of my identity. I have grown up part of so many Portuguese organizations. It me a lot of joy to be able to still feed the Portuguese community. And with that, I am able to be more out there in the public and supporting more of the Portuguese cultural events. That I can encourage the youth and the younger Portuguese community to continue our culture because, quite frankly, it's dying. It's dying in California. There are some organizations that really hit the nail on the head and they are doing really well and doing a job incorporating their youth. But I think this is the reason why I'm doing this is to try to fuel to that fire and did an event with Pama Media and we did Portuguese Heritage Night and Dia de Portugal. These were all in San Jose and I interviewed a few people and these interviews were in English. Comments that I got about me not speaking Portuguese and really, really disappointing, but this is what I'm talking about. Part of so many organizations where the younger ones in the organization have their hand held up high with an idea that would change so much and help the organizations and it's shot down. The younger community was never able to speak, have a say, and it was their ideas were always shot down. And comments on the videos of the interviews that I was giving because I wasn't speaking Portuguese, and their generation basically talking shit that I wasn't speaking Portuguese in the videos, literally why the Portuguese community is dying in California. If you think kids are going to speak Portuguese the way that I speak Portuguese, it's not going to happen. And my Portuguese isn't even close to perfect, not even close to mid-perfect. Like I speak conversational Portuguese. I don't speak it. I am the last generation here, typically, that's going to speak and understand Portuguese. There will be some, but not many. You want our Portuguese community to survive, except that majority of them are not going to speak Portuguese. Anyone's to blame for that, I guess, is our parents, right? Shame that there is somebody out there trying to give light to some of the other businesses and younger generation that is out there and give them a spotlight. And the first thing that is said is something bad. Very disappointing. And it just proved my point as to why I'm going to continue doing this. I rant with that. I want to end that with don't, for the younger generation, don't ever, 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 ever let any one of those older generation Portuguese people ever make you feel bad or anything for not speaking the language and having pride. Have pride in who you are is one of the most valuable things you will ever give yourself. I remember going into organizations and Uh, Portuguese halls when I used to sing for a band and the older generation covering their ears because we were so loud during a sound check mind you and no one's in the hall saying so many rude things and it's like you want to come on stage and sing these Portuguese songs it's the people that are not involved to talk the most shit to be honest with you let just because you don't play an instrument or you don't sing or Maybe you don't dance in the groups or you don't do anything does not mean that you're not allowed to say, I am Portuguese and I am proud to the events and enjoy them. Don't ever be shamed you into to support. Blood is strong. And Iberian, baby. <laughs>
So that is my like rant with that. I'm done and over with. That's all I got to say about that. Anyways, those events were so much fun. I had so much fun and I can't wait to do something else like that. So I'm very excited for that. Well, if you guys followed the Palma um, app and TikTok and Instagram and all that, do that. It's it's super fun um, being being a part of Palma. So thank you, Palma, for that. Um, I've been enjoying myself. What else have I been up to this summer? This summer already has been so crazy. My whole family pretty much, not my whole family, but majority, a lot of people in my family have June birthdays. So my mom's birthday is in May and that's, no, my son's birthday is in April. So he's my April Fool's baby. So from April on, it's just birthday, 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 birthday. Husband just spent our birthdays together. And so many birthdays and so busy. My stepson is with me for longer um, periods in the summer. So we've got him in baseball camps and all of that. And so I've just been busy. I'm, I've been, when my stepson's here, I'm like, I, army. I got my three boys. It's so funny when I show up to like, you know, the baseball camp or anything. I just got like these three boys. I feel like I got the whole team with me, but it's so much fun. It. Also enjoying my stepson so much at this age he's gonna be 12 which people are probably like you enjoy 12 because it's like teenager stage but really good kid i really hit the jackpot when it comes to stepchildren such a good brother and it's just so sweet to see him just like run out to go hug his baby brother and really good so anyways kind of been what's been going on with my summer so far is just like busy 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 my son is starting, my five-year-old is starting kindergarten in August, so I had to switch my my work schedule to weekends. So this is the first time I'm going to work weekends in years, and I'm not really happy about it, but I'm grateful that I get to be with the kids during the week when they need me, and we'll see. We'll see how this goes. It's, it's going to kind of suck working weekends, but it's also going to be great being there during the week for the kids. Have so this episode is quite frankly all over the place. The next segment you're gonna hear is me and my husband ranting and raving over the new Netflix fairy Rabd Beige. So hope you guys enjoy. God, great. But hey, you don't wanna give out the whole movie, right? Why everybody it's already out. Everybody's watched all the Are seasons. The ones that haven't watched it? Yeah, okay. First of all, we're going to talk about the Netflix series, Rab the Fish, and just letting you guys know, we are going to have spoiler alerts. So if you haven't watched the whole first season, don't listen to this part. Fast forward, okay? I have my husband on the show again today because this is who I am watching this Netflix series. So the whole Porches community is all excited because we are coming up in the world and we got a Netflix series. <laughs> My husband's already making me laugh. So my husband was super excited to watch it because his family is from San Miguel. So he was like, oh, let's watch it. You could probably, I could probably show you like certain parts, blah, 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 blah. I was very excited to watch it too. I was like, this is great content to talk about on the podcast. So I know reading all the groups and the pages, the Portuguese community is up in arms. I know the things right off the bat that, 
you guys are mad at. You guys are mad that there's not enough actors with the San Miguel accent and that the whole premise of the movie is basically around drugs in San Miguel Island of Azores. So what's interesting about those complaints is that I'm pretty sure my husband said the same thing. I'm pretty sure that this actually happened. I'm sure there is some fiction to it, but this situation actually happened. So Netflix series, Turn of the Tide in English, Ratpesh in Portuguese. It's on Netflix. They It's seven episodes. It's pretty easy to watch. But the premise of the show is that these Italian drug cartel, would you call it a cartel? Am I saying the right words? No, an Italian mob. Italian mob had all these drugs and they shipwrecked in the island of uh, San Miguel on the Azores. It's like off the, it's the islands of Portugal, but it's pretty far from Portugal, but it's the islands of Portugal. And one of them is San Miguel. And this is where these, this Italian mob shipwrecked and all the drugs were left there. So basically is this whole crazy story of, how it came into San Miguel and how people were profiting from it and all kinds of stuff. Right off the bat, Roger Lee Costa, welcome back to the New Friends podcast. I dragged him over here to talk about Rub the Beige. Uh, out of five stars, what? how many stars would you give it? I would say four. I think it's going pretty well beginning was interesting kind of slowed down the middle but you just got to catch the full story of it and then towards the end it was getting really good and where they left off i think was great for a season two yeah we started watching it i would say full throttle we watched the first episode and then we didn't watch it for a couple days and then we watched like binged like three episodes and then we finally came to oh watch the whole thing and be I was in and out of the last few episodes, but I, I pretty much got the rundown. Uh, oh, it's a loosely based story. But there is some truth to it, though. There definitely is some truth to it. So that's my whole thing when people are so mad about, oh, you know, now Portugal, there's light on the country and it has to be a series about drugs and stuff. But at the end of the day, that did happen. And this happens all over the world. What do you think? Do you feel like it's a like I'm when I spoke to my dad about it, he was like, nah, no, nah. it's not good so, for us. It's not good for when us. I was, when I was reading on some of the, the facts, it, it said it was a loosely based on a true story. It actually happened in 2001. A large quantity of cocaine was found in Cobb's Beach, Um, and it was for a sailboat called the Sunkiss that sank off the Azorian coast in June carrying 405 kilogram uh, actually sorry 505 kilograms of cocaine worth over 150 million euros at 2023 prices so as far as the drugs landing on because of a sinking ship that's true now the whole mafia thing the way they went about it like they said it was loosely based on a it's story. probably like you know when um titanic came out how they had the whole story about rose 
Remember Titanic? They had the whole like Leonardo DiCaprio Rose yeah. story. That wasn't real. But the Titanic sinking was real. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bunch of quotes. It's just like the Titanic in that sense. Yeah, that's why they call it based on a true story. It it has some truth to it. Okay. Well, I have to say some truth to it. I have a crush on Eduardo. Okay, that's our that's our story. That's it. We're gonna end like that. We have nothing else to say about the the. I I just watched an interview with he this big time guy. I can't remember his name. He was interviewing him and he cried, <laughs> and he got me. Yeah, that was it. But yeah, I knew right off the bat from my family being from Eastern San Miguel that the actors weren't from San Miguel. And I, I understand that sometimes that our dialect is very strong and people can't understand it. But um, yeah, I noticed they brought a few actors from Portugal. And if you look at some of the actual characters, you know, side characters in the movie, some of the bad guys, whatever, there there's some there that actually yeah. like have the uh, San Miguel accent for sure. All right, you guys, we are going to continue this conversation on another episode. I'm cutting it short because it stopped recording us. So we're going to continue on another episode. Luckily enough, Turn of the Tide has been picked up for season two. So we are going to see more of Eduardo. We're going to see more of my Zezingo. And <laughs> I hope that Season two brings all of the people that weren't too happy with the show because they felt like it didn't portray the Portuguese people uh, in good light because of the whole drug thing. I hope that season two brings those people um, more light and love with the project. Don't forget, like, this is huge for the actors that are in this. They are now known worldwide. So it's just really cool. Just like Cristiano Ronaldo really put Portugal on the map this whole netflix thing is is just really cool for us we're just a teeny tiny we've always been a teeny country with a teeny army and we are just fireballs so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode happy pride month to my lgbqt plus community i love you guys so much i hope you guys had a fantastic pride on to july i have two boys with birthdays in july happy fourth of july i'll see you and hear you guys soon sayonara suckers bye